0: to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise and this is my podcast. Hello, hello, hello again. This is Denise Sith, and this is another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos. So, oh my gosh, um, can I just tell you, still on the struggle bus, I got like a first class ticket. Awesome sauce. Um, so I've been kind of doing some digging on this, and number one, I want to thank everybody, all the listeners who reach out um, after the last one and a few, um, the, the last episode was crazy and hope we're not bringing in 2023 like this. But if we are, it is what it is, right? What do you mean hope or not? It kind of is, right? I just did it. But I wanted to just kind of thank everybody who reached out to me and um, because that's like huge, right? Um, and I appreciate it. I don't share... For the sympathy, I'm going to be super honest with you, I I have issues with, you know, it's going to be okay, Denise, and I'm like, yeah, I know it is. Um, It's just kind of my personality. I don't do this, like, like I said, for sympathy or because I'm not going to get through it or um, I do it so that other people know who are feeling this way, but who um, have been doing it longer and may feel isolated and that they're alone, that they're not alone and that this is, it's very common right now after two years of a complete poop storm uh, and now going into, you know, year three where, you know, eggs are a hot commodity, um, you know, because of the quote-unquote, uh, you know, chicken flu or whatever the hell they're calling it. Um, it is what it is. Um, I guess for me it was it's never been a big deal because number one, we get eggs, um, during the summer, um, from a awesome friend who has chickens and number two, because I always pay for like the super bougie organic. My chicken has 300 acres of land, um, and eats vegetables and grubs. And I don't know, I'm just making that up. You know, I'm just going, you know, I'm being a little puffing it up here. and puffing it up. Um, I buy those eggs. So they're always like eight bucks, but like, To go to the store and see, like, garbage eggs for eight bucks? Yeah, that's pretty alarming. But there you go. No better way to give up eggs than, huh? I love eggs, so I can't. So, sorry. I don't know where this went. Just started talking about eggs. But that's, like, one of the stressors right now. Going to the store. uh, Broccoli in my area. Finding broccoli. Who would have thunk? I hate frozen broccoli because it's mushy. And it's never the right, even the steaming ones. Nope. And I'll be honest with you, there's certain brands, it's me, there's certain brands that I won't buy for corporate reasons, like personal, corporate, uh, we don't mix, you know, what they're contributing to, what I want to contribute to in life. And so we simply just won't buy them. I'm, boom. And I think if more people did that, I'm just saying, uh, that we could really straighten out this food supply system. Um, but yeah, so there are certain brands that I just won't buy because of who they're owned by and, and that kind of stuff. But... um Broccoli is a big issue in our area. We can't find broccoli. We love it. Peter loves it. Buster loves it. Everybody's loving it. Everybody loves it, but Chica, she hates it. But the broccoli that you can find is in the bag, which I don't like. Um, But when it is in the bag, it's nasty. Like, you have to eat it all in one day, like, immediately. Like, you open your bag, you unpack everything, and then you just take out the broccoli and start eating it. Um... I'm not exaggerating on that one at all. It's that bad. So I'm like, whatever. Guess what we're going to grow in our garden um, this summer? Um, Broccoli, there's that. And I can't have chicken. So I'm just going to literally start paying my, any scraps that I have, I'm just going to like give to her so she could feed her chickens and that could be like pay dirt for eggs. Um, What else is going on? So I have found that I am, I'm doing something I've never done before. And that is that I'm walking around fragile. Um, I'm usually pretty, and I and obviously this is all from this journey that I've been on um, of just you know tapping into my inner child, coming to terms with that, you know, honoring it, you know, what I went through as a kid, and that you know, hey, put it to rest, right? It's okay to honor it, remember it, but it doesn't, it, it shouldn't control me and be me living it, right? Because that was the past, and this is me now, and I'm a different person. So I can't have those same feelings and responses and ways that I do things, like from inner child feelings, because as an adult, it, I'm not in that position. So did a lot of that work, and now I think that has left me, it has taken down basically one of my, you know, I, I probably had like a huge wall, a moat, a double wall, a mountain, a moat, then another double wall, sand desert, a moat, a mountain and a wall with a moat to my castle. That's kind of how it is to get to me. Um, and that's not an exaggeration, but I feel that now that I'm down to just like my castle and my moat that I'm a lot more fragile. And this is good and bad. Um, it's good because it allows me to feel and to not go through life so numb and angry and you know constantly on the defense and looking for the situation that you gotta handle. Um, that's not a good way to live, I can tell you that. But it's also a huge disadvantage because when you are going through life and you're um, you only have a couple you know, a moat to walk through before you get to the insides, things you feel things differently, right? You are responsive to things. I am reacting to things differently. And I'm almost annoying myself. I, I know this is horrible, but I literally am annoying myself, okay, probably little Denise, I'm probably annoying her. Because she was a hard ass bh um I am struggling with that when I'm feeling overwhelmed and and this is what I don't understand. I don't believe outside of the addition to the puppy, which like isn't a I mean for me, I don't think it's a big deal outside of he wants a lot of attention and I can't give it to them you know 24 seven you know I can't nobody could can do that um, but I have to have other people in my house contributing to the puppy besides me. That's kind of where we're at a standstill. You know, Mr. Sith gets home and he's like, done. And then I got to give him like a detailed report on what he needs to do, even though he's sitting around playing games. I, I can't with that. But we're working on it and he knows how I feel about it. And so, you know, that's part of a growing relationship, right? That you can have open dialogue and talk about it. And unfortunately what's happening now is that I just keep talking about it. So before I just screamed and hollered and did everything. Now things happen and I literally crumble and fall apart. (laughs) Like my body like cannot handle it. It's like, I'm sorry, we're not used to feeling like this. And I'm telling you, that's what it is. I'm feeling again. And this I believe is one of the greatest contributors to the anxiety that I've been having during the day. Right now, I am chewing uh, CBD gummies like they're freaking tic tacs, okay? And they're taking the edge off, but I I don't want to do that all day. I mean, let's be honest, I, I just don't want to do that, but they're helping. It's a, it's a nice band aid in, in the interim. But I do believe that a lot of this is stemming now that I'm looking back at it and doing. So I think it has a lot to do with taking down all those inner child walls. And I'm just like, it's just like me in the adult world. But I also think it's the, you know, also the stress of the current environment, which, you know, I really don't give too much, you know, substance to what's going on in the world. We don't watch news. I haven't watched news in like three, four years. Uh, I don't watch any media at all, like with respects to news outlets, journalism, Uh, because it's not journalism, let's be honest. And I'm sorry if you feel otherwise, but like basically if you're watching news, I feel like it's just they're telling you what they want you to be or what they need you to believe. And if I want to find out what's going on in the world, you can do like a couple searches and figure that out for yourself. Like go to the org site. You want to know what's going on in Chicago, Denise, and how many shootings actually really happened? Just go to the Chicago site. They got to report them. Boom, they're right there. You want to know what's going on with all the vaccinations and all that kind of stuff? Go to the CDC site. That's fun. That's a fun trip right there. I'm not even going to talk about that. And, you know, that kind of stuff. And we don't watch TV outside of three channels. We watch Food Channel, uh, Food Network, and HGTV. And Peter has a couple channels that he watches. We would totally get rid of Xfinity, except they have, like, a hierarchy in our freaking neighborhood, and there is no other Internet provider. So for us, we have to have them in order to have the Internet, because if we just have Internet through them, it costs as much as having the cable. So so we're like, okay. So apparently our town is working on that, but uh, they need to work on it a little faster because we would gladly get rid of all of the cable TV. We like our streaming. Um, We can get everything we need on it. Most of the stuff we watch now are series that are already streaming or documentaries, and I can get those on. You know, we pretty much stream everything. We subscribe to it all, and it's still way cheaper. Literally, it's a quarter of the cost of what actual cable costs, and we only watch three channels. There's that. Um, Well, maybe five if we had pizza. But, you know, in addition to all that, sorry, there's a little tangent there. You guys know I love my tangents. Uh, But a little whoopsie went down the road there. A little sip there of wata. So what I'm, I, I, I got like lost track of my time here. But what I wanted to talk about today was how I really feel that these, this, this fragility that I'm feeling and just little minor things of overwhelming that are just, I feel pretty normal to be, I I think it's, it's normal to have a lot of things happen to you during the day that may be overwhelming. How you react to those things are how you're feeling, but this is new to me, right? And if it's happening to you for a long time and this is how you're feeling, dudes, We need to talk, right? We need to take care of this. I'm seeing a therapist. I'm doing devotional in the morning and night now because I feel um, it's helping me sleep a little bit. And we all know I don't sleep. It's part of just all of this uncertainty of that I always have everything structured. You know, we have to factor that in as well. I'm trying to be unstructured. And as a result of that, I feel like it's a little too willy-nilly for me, like I'm not used to the reaction of something that might happen if it's not planned out. I know that sounds absolutely ludicrous, and I don't know if anybody else feels the same way about this, but when I detailed every hour, half hour, 15-minute blocks, I'm not going to lie, when you time block your day and then you take that away, so that you can kind of relax on the rigidity because it's not working to your advantage, right? It's it can be overwhelming. So, like example, uh, this morning I've I'm trying to homeschool. I've got you know Peter's been kind of difficult, but I've also you know we're into first grade, second grade studies now because we're homeschool. I've pulled in some third grade studies because, you know, he's higher in other levels. That's pretty common with homeschool. You know, he might be doing first grade reading, but he's doing third grade math, you know? Um, And I know that schools get this, but I'm going to tell you this. Um, My kid is damn smart. And he is because of me. Because I'm homeschooling. I don't owe that to any teacher. I'm his teacher. And I am dang proud of that. But there are times, you know, and and I tell him, you know, you have to respect our time that we are in school, our time that we study. Because if you were in what I what I we call big block school, if you were in big block school right now, you'd literally be droning every day for 8 hours or however long it is now, just sitting there like a drone being basically being told to sit. We're standing, we're playing games, We're reading stuff. We're taking breaks. We're doing snack breaks. We're having fun, okay? I know nobody's teacher is taking a break doing Minecraft Uno in the middle of their studies. Nope. Just Miss Mama is who's doing it, okay? Because it's math, and it's fun, and it's colors, and it's matching, and it's strategic. And it's Uno. She's got Minecraft, so who cares? Who doesn't love a game of Uno? So anyway, another little sidetrack. But, you know, I'm trying to do that with him. So lately, he's been a little difficult, right? Because I've really made sure that he understands that we have to do multiple. You know, this isn't like we're doing some hooked on phonics and you get to do a worksheet and write some alphabet. You know, you're in like first grade, going into second, doing third grade work. We really have to get down to things. And I don't do it like straight through like we do. 40 minutes of this and then we do like an exercise break or uno break and then we do like 30 minutes of this and then a break and then we do 15 minutes of this and then lunch then we come back and we do reading and you know we'll just read a book and hang out on the couch that kind of stuff you know we'll cook something together that's homeschool okay we're gonna do some chores that's homeschool okay that's the great part of homeschool but When it comes down to, like, we have to actually start doing, we're doing, like, the states of the United States. We're going through those now, doing capitals, all of that. Um, I know that kids in first grade aren't doing that, but we're doing it because that's where we're at, you know? That's what I'm choosing to teach and not, like, some nonsense. I'll let that go. Uh, I'll leave that to your imagination. Um, But then the dogs will start... And the puppy, you know, when he's bored, because I won't play with him in the morning because I'm doing school, which is okay, right? A puppy requires like two hours of play a day plus walks. He gets the walks, he has a yard, and he gets two hours of play time. Uh, he gets more than that. But when it's homeschool time, it's not time for the dog. It's puppy's time to sit down, chew, do what he wants to do, right, with a chew toy. But this is my time, and it's school time. And you have to lay those things, even with the puppies now, right? I mean, he needs to know. But then he starts barking, then he sets chic off barking, then they're running around like fools. Plus, I'll be honest with you, I went the other day, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Um, uh, I'll just tell you now, and then we'll take a break. But I have been doing the things for my therapy, so right now I'm hurting, right? Um, My ankle and foot aren't hurting, my knee is hurting again. And so I've kind of figured out how the knee, um, I couldn't figure out at first what was agitating it because sometimes it's perfectly fine and I'm having no issues. I was taking the steps in a normal gait the other day, meaning I can go one step over the other, you know, with the foot, uh, like you would normally go up a stair. Uh, again, today I'm back to, uh, as of yeah yesterday, I'm back to one step at a time. And because I'm, I'm afraid my knee's going to give out. And I have tracked down what it is. And so at least now I can address that with my CM practitioner. For those who don't know, CM is Chinese medicine. I have literally just poop, poo on Western medicine right now. I'm done with doctors. They've done, the, I've they've screwed me for the last time. So I'm going to fix myself using Eastern medicine again, and I'm just sticking with it. Um, I'm going to take a quick break for a sponsor. And then we'll be right back, talk a little bit more about um, grief. I um, I know. Strange, huh? We're bringing that in here. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about brief, Uh, grief. Ex- brief. <laughs> We're briefly coming back. Wow, this is a good one, right? I, I I know you guys like when I, I don't like to like script the stuff out. This is kind of who I am, right? And I am overwhelmed, and I am, you know, having an anxiety ridden day, and so, this is what happens. <laughs> Here's a little break. I'll see you in a short bit. Hello, friends. I've got a question for you. How much do you love your dog? This was an easy question for me. Loads. And as I started to look at all the ways that I can increase their quality of life, I realized there were just too many options. How was I going to choose? And that is why I partner with my friends over at Pet Matrix. Will Summer and Tanisha take a scientific approach? They combine organic, natural compounds with highly effective peptides to aid in a dog's health journey. All you really need to know is that the results are nothing short of amazing, but it's basically because they help me understand that building around the three pillars of health, immune and gut support, cognitive function, and mobility and inflammation, we can not only increase their quality of life, but also increase their quantity of life. I have my two, both Shika, who is a Shiba Inu, 14 years old, and our puppy buster, who is a three and a half month old Newfoundland. Both take the pet supplement superhero, which is all three of those, and they are thriving. You too can check out Pet Matrix at www.mypetmatrix.com and tell them Denise sent you. Again, that's www.mypetmatrix.com. And because we love family-owned business, you will receive a 15% discount using promo code Denise15 at checkout so you can help your furry babies be all that they can be. Again, that's www.mypetmatrix.com and receive a 15% discount with promo code Denise15, D-E-N-I-S-E-1-5 at checkout. Welcome back. Um, Okay, so we were talking today about basically anxiety, anger, and grief. Three three things that I apparently am walking into 2023 with. But I'm not going to be, I'm not walking out of them with them, so I hope they're not too attached to their surroundings because I'm dropping them hot um, by spring, that's for sure or however long it lasts, let's just be honest. So there's more to this. So I was reading, so I I think the reason, we were talking about why I feel so fragile and why we feel so fragile. And I really broken down and dug deep to find out. So again, like I just talked earlier about, in the first half about how I feel that since I've taken down the walls of all my inner child, you know, self-defense and barriers, Now that those are down, I'm way more vulnerable than I was before I did that, obviously. But now, um, for those of you who listened or follow me on Facebook uh, last week, you know that um, on Christmas Eve, we lost uh, my good friend, childhood friend, might I add, um, and Peter's godmother. And it was sudden, unexpected, This is not like, you know, she was 53 years old and, and was extremely active. So we just, we just didn't expect it. Let's just leave it at that. There's, there's a lot more to it. Um, that I believe that is the part portion of this. There's a, there's a story that I am, I am not going to share because it's not my story to share. So, um, I I just want to so I'm gonna keep it at that so don't ask me what happened whatever it's a shame that it happened but it's not my story to share um what I can share is that um I feel like it shouldn't have happened and that's my personal feelings of course right I don't know the reality I wasn't there but in my medical background and my personal knowledge of just health in general um I feel like it's something that could have been prevented had the doctors not treated something that she had done like a procedure, but rather looked at her as a person. And this is a huge thing even with me and my ankle and foot surgery, and I've seen it and heard it countless times over and over and over again. Our current medical system is treating us like procedures and medical codes and not people. And it's a problem because what's happening is, is that all I did was holler and yell and hey, no better proof than I podcasted about it prior to the surgery, trying to get people to understand in the medical field that, hey, I'm a little concerned about my lupus. Shouldn't we do ABC before we go into surgery? And I was either ignored or Told, don't worry about it. I do this all the time uh, on people with lupus and mesenteric paniculitis and celiac and RA and Lyme's. And I mean, you're like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's they look at the, the book and they're looking at procedures and they're not looking at us at, as people. And that's becoming a problem. And it's ironic that they didn't want to acknowledge or even look at my lupus prior to surgery, but now that my ankle and foot is a total poop show, well, now it's because I have lupus. Duh. Well, Denise, what did you expect? You have autoimmune disease. What the hell did you do the surgery for then? I'm worse now than I was prior. And this is a similar, this is, I think, because... I had my surgery. I'm lining it up, peeps. I'm lining it up. Stick with me. I think because of these situations that have happened to me, leading up to her death, which I believe was as a result of a surgery. That number one, should she should she had been or should she had been looked at like a person and not a procedure. I think could have been prevented it pisses me off It, it, i'm freaking angry about it and i understand that anger is a part of grief and i this is the first time i'm like grieving as an adult for somebody i'm super fortunate by that like praise jesus right i'm super fortunate that i have not really lost people in my immediate family my mom and dad are both alive both are sick you know they have like diseases that I understand will take them. Okay. But I am fortunate that they're both here. Okay. And I've not lost a sibling. And so that's a big deal. Right. Um, I didn't really ever have like, uh, I'll be honest with you, like best, best, best friends because I was always so, you know, cordoned off. You know, I cordoned myself off from having close relationships. I've talked about that too. Not ashamed to say it. I did it to protect myself. I needed to do that at the time. It was important that I did that or I wouldn't be able to function. And so I think now that all of these things on the timeline, you know, my messed up surgery, um, a new puppy, you know, amping up the homeschooling. Uh, On Christmas Eve, you know, I find out that she dies and now I'm like an utter effing mess. And like I said, I've never really grieved before because I didn't know, I haven't had loss. I've lost grandmothers, but when I lost the grandmother, uh, the great grandmother, I should say, that I was close to, I was young. So it was different, right? It wasn't like processing as an adult grieving It almost was like, okay, this happens. I get it, right? We're not going to see her anymore. She went to heaven. Okay, I get that. I don't even really know what I thought. That's what I'm just saying now because that's what I believe now. But my other uh, grandparents, like my mom's and my dad's parents, I didn't have relationships with. So there was no grieving when they died because there was no relationship. So this is the first person that has... have been in a personal relationship with me that has passed and I'm very fortunate because I'm 53 so uh, I get that and so I was reading like a the death of a friend a close friend right that has a, a a certain you know relationship with you that is special or outstanding and You know, she was my son's godmother. We had a special relationship with her. I might not have talked to her every day, but that didn't matter, right? Because good friendships don't have to have that, you know? And it literally, they're saying that you can have grief up to 12 months after you lose a friend. 12 months. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I am not going through this damn year just grieving. I need to figure out, how to manage this right um because the the anxiety that it's causing and and yes i'm talking to my therapist about this and she's been very helpful um it's just you know but studies show like that's legit like that's a statistic that studies suggest that the grieving period lasts for around 12 months for friends that were had a connection to you so like how do you cope with the loss of a real good friend and so i had to sit here and i'm thinking yeah i'm literally like having to discuss how to cope with grief again super thankful that i'm 53 and this is the first time i've had to deal with this but man i have to deal with this because i can't walk around my house that, you know, the dog's barking, Peter's like eye rolling me because he doesn't want to do one more paragraph where he wants me to do the next page. And I'm like, yeah, I already did this in first grade, bud. Um, and the other dog's barking and I've still got to order like, you know, dinner, got to figure out what's for dinner, but I'm still cleaning up like breakfast. And you know, I got a vacuum. No, I'm not going to vacuum. Do I have time to vacuum? I need to mop the floor again. I've never mopped my floor so many times. I've, clean, I've, I've like fired all the cleaning services. I've never mopped my floor so much since I've had this dog. He is the biggest pig, which is pretty common for new fees. But like, I'm going to teach him. I saw online, this lady was teaching her husky how to wash his face, how to dry his face after he drank. I'm literally seriously considering this that I may this is what I may have to do. We're actually hiring a trainer um to help me with just a little bit. Obviously he's a big dog and I can't be messing around. And one of our biggest issues, so I think a third party has to tell Mr. Sith, but our biggest issue is inconsistency with anyone else in the house but me. And I'm like, sorry peeps, this dog's too big for your inconsistency because you just don't feel like it. Um so coping. <laughs> Another Wait, sip, 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 sip. I need a sip. Okay. Um, things that um, I've been told I need to cope. How to cope when you lose a good friend. And that is accept your feelings. And I'm doing that, right? And honestly, if you are grieving for someone over 12 months, these are things you need to go do as well. Um, because there is such thing, uh, there is such a thing that I was told is that there's like an extended, you're like stuck in grief because you didn't process properly the grief stages. That's a legit thing. So if you have lost someone that was near and dear to you, whoever whomever that may be, and you are still grieving and it has been longer than a year. like grieving where you're having crying bursts more than once a week, still, You know, or once a week, even, you know, if you've left somebody for 12 months and you're still having the crying jags that often, you need to speak to someone, um, just to help kind of, you know, urge you and put you back on the path to your grieving, uh, so you can complete the cycle. So accept your feelings, which I have. I'm accepting the fact that I can't change anything. You know, it is, it's happened, it's done. Um, and I'm pissed about it. Um, because she was an awesome person and I hate to, like, I don't care what anybody thinks, but there's like about 200 people that I can name off the top of my head that I think should have gone before she did just saying, um, to write about it, been there and done that. So I am writing about it. Um, I write about it. Um, but then I burn it. I know that sounds weird, but I have a thing about people writing stuff and then people find your shit and poop sorry poop forgot it's Wednesday so Wednesday broadcast Denise stop decussing. cussing um three be patient and I am I am very being extremely patient with myself because I almost get agitated at myself when the dog's barking and Peter's doing all this stuff and then I'm literally just start bawling and then I'm like really get yourself together girl pull yourself together um But then I'm like, okay, like, you know, and usually I'm like, sweet baby Jesus, I need you right now. Like, literally, like, come and slap me in the face. Jesus, please. Um, Tend to your needs. I'm tending. I'm doing my devotional to calm myself in the morning and before I go to bed. I am taking care of my ankle. By going to my CM practitioner. I am talking about my feelings. With Mr. Sith and Peter. And I am talking it through. To make sure I'm following. And healing appropriately. With the steps that I'm taking. With my therapist. It's important that you do this. Um, honor the good times. Yes. She was fun AF. Period. Um, If you knew her. She had a laugh. I loved it. It was a mix between like, yeah, like a witch's cackle and like a kid's giggle. I loved it. She had a good laugh. And just how we could talk. You could talk to her about anything. And then like if you talked to her about something, she was one of those friends. Because I have very rare friends who are like me. And she was like me and a lot verbally in that when you would say something, she would be like, S- first, I'm sorry you feel that way. Number two, stop it. Stop it already. And I'd be like, oh, you know. Or she'd be that person where like you tried on this really cool like fake pleather, you know cow looking jacket and i'd be like isn't this cute and she'd be like you look like a fat cow that's a no and i'd be like oh okay not just say it kind of thought that um so she was always the kind to deal you with the brutal honesty um and you either accepted it you don't but i wholeheartedly accepted it and i appreciated her and loved her for that and six lean on others Okay, I'm working on that. I have some people that have said, you know, we need to talk and we'll probably need to reach out to each other on this. And I need to do that. You know, people from my grammar school that all showed up at the memorial, stuff like that. People I talked to in between all that. uh, Now, apparently we're having a 40th year reunion. um, Lord help me. um, From grammar school. 40 years. Holy poop bags. And seven, reach out. What the heck you think I'm doing right now? I'm reaching out to every single one of you because I'm not the only person at any given day that is suffering from grief or suffering from anxiety or suffering from anger. And, or maybe you're just bawling. And you know what happens when you have all of that for an extended period of time? Even if you're not grieving right now. If you have anxiety and anger or sadness all the time, you know what, now you're depressed. So you got to start kicking this in the behind now and identify it. Don't feel like, oh, it's just you. It's just, you. it's not just you. Four and five people. We talked about it. First podcast of the year. If you want to know, if you think that you're the only person that's stressed out and living a crazy life, listen to my third first podcast of 2023 and tell me that that doesn't make you be like, dang, somebody else is living mental just like I am. It's not just you. It's not. (laughs) It is not. And so you have to take the time to deal with it like I am. You have to because I'm not going to keep living like this. And, like, for me, I was feeling overwhelmed this morning. I bawled a couple times. I got angry once. I had to go outside because the dog somehow – wound up wrapped around one of our arbites. is it an arbitae arbitae I call them pencil trees in the backyard Um, you know what I'm saying they look like pencils but I have no idea how he got stuck on it like what are you walking through the tree dude they're pretty thick so I'm outside like balling it's raining this was like my morning like this legit happened this morning I'm balling and I'm, like, trying to hold on to him. And he's, like, dunk, dunk dunk you know, jumping all over me, 41-plus pounds of puppy, while I'm trying to pull it through a tree with complete, you know, lupus hands. And I can't even make a fist right now, but I'm trying to pull something all wrapped around a tree. You know, they have all those little branches that get stuck. So I had to undo them, walk him in while he's, like, ba-dunk, 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 you know, and then get in. To put him in the house, but then I got to wipe him because it's raining and he's a water dog. So that just means that like, he finds any mud patch. He literally will like walk when it's raining. He walks around outside with his mouth open and just like, and like bites it. He bites water. <sighs> Puppies, right? It's actually adorable to watch. But at the moment, it wasn't Adorable. At the moment, I needed a safe space. I needed a piece of chocolate and a dark room. But instead, I had to walk them in, wipe them down, walk back out. In my slippers, might I add. Okay. Slippers, a house dress, and a sweater. Go back outside and crawl into arbites, which I know are filled with spiders and mosquitoes. The mosquitoes ain't there now, but I know the damn spiders are there. And undo the chain so I can get him in. Why is the dog on the chain? Again, because the neighbors burned down my damn fence. When we first moved in, I have not been able to replace that portion of the fence, number one, because it's freaking expensive. And number two, because it really just didn't bother me. And um, he's blown off the insurance company and stuff. So basically, all they did was put a lien on him for the amount and I'm like okay my insurance isn't covering it I didn't burn down the house I mean they went after him the insurance company but what am I going to do go over there and burn his fence down you know what I'm saying so we have temporary fencing that of course Mr. Sith delayed upon sort of like our deck uh, our deck uh, what's it called skirting we have this I found this awesome deck skirting and I wanted it put around so that the, the dog, Sheikah specifically, wouldn't go under the deck because she gets under there and then she gets all tied up. And um, I have boxes of that. He never finished that. Um, plus the temporary fencing. Plus we have a new shed going in this year, probably like in late fall, maybe. I'm not sure yet. Um, we have a bunch of... Uh, uh, he never took down <laughs> the plants from the vegetable garden. So that's going to have to be totally... Uprooted. It's like he never finishes anything. The whole front porch needs to be like power washed. It's filthy. Um, the siding is filthy, the doors are filthy, that needs to be power washed. Um, the oh now the deck needs to be power washed because you know, puppy has been pooping on it, and I'm like, ew. I mean, he doesn't poop on it always. But sometimes, like, in the middle of the night, he's got to go. We let him out because he tells us he wants to go out. And he, like, walks right out six feet and takes a poop. And I'm like, great. Um, At least he didn't go in the house, so I can't complain. But uh, there you go. I'm going to leave you with that, the poop story. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, that's where we are this week. If you ever need anything, always feel free to reach out to anybody. Reach out to me. We're here for you. Uh, Until next week, don't forget, if anything you do in today's world, lead with kindness. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, Please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness.